welcome to Mood Readers, a book review podcast where three friends conquer their TBR lists. Eventually. Okay, are we ready? Yeah, you're the one who, who does all the stuff. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mood Readers podcast. We're here. We made it. The Earth continued on its rotation around the sun. And it blessed us by shoving us out of summer and into spooky season, full in fall, where I just want to live forever, but like not fall here, fall mm-hmm. other places, like New England fall. <laughs> yes. New England fall. We could just pretend like we're in New England. That I don't is know. What I do. I, Nobody knows. I have an, like an apple candle burning, and I'm just assuming this is what New England smells like at all times in the fall. That's my, what I would think. My AC, like my little window unit that we have to have here in the South because it's so hot, is on 61. So we're kind of, nice. we're, we're a little chilly in here. Yeah. yeah. I, got on my, I got on my Gilmore Girls sweatshirt, Stars I Hollow Winter Carnival. And I got my AC cranked down to 69. I'm convinced yeah. if I lived somewhere where there was snow, I could be Lorelai Gilmore and be like, I smell snow. And you can't prove me wrong because nope. it doesn't snow in Florida. We'll never know. <laughs> we will never know. <laughs> the world will never know. All right. So we're here. We're in fall. We're in spooky slash cozy season. So my question for you guys today is what is your fall vibe, your fall book vibe like going into the season? What are you feeling? For example, I used to be a spooky gal. So I was definitely like the hits, the Stephen King's, specifically Salem's Lot, which I can't (gasps) read. So good. Such a good choice. Salem's Lot, It, The Shining. I used to be like. You're yeah, stealing all of my stuff. <laughs> Give them all to me. But I will say that um, by year two of pandemic, I had fully flipped and I couldn't do horror stories anymore. So my fall vibe was like cozy fall. So oh. I was reading stuff like Shady Hollow, which is like a cozy mystery. And it's like these mm. animals, like the big mean bullfrog in town is found dead in the pond. And they have to figure out like what happened and was it like are, foul play are these children's books yeah i don't no, know if like I can ad- do that. it's like an adult no it's an adult cozy <laughs> mystery book okay but is like this really like, low stakes like red wall for adults, adults? yes oh but like God. murder mystery red wall well like, hey man mice die in red wall they've all got swords and stuff it's a little less swords but less yeah abby Okay. Yeah, but there's like there's a bookstore and like a coffee shop and like you get the town gossip and the the news editor is like on the scoop and <gasps> that yeah. sounds really charming. Like woodland tree. It was so charming. Um, I love also, it. last fall I literally googled what is a book that is basically Stars Hollow, <laughs> and the internet promo- produced to me the readers of Broken Wheel recommend. And it's about this woman from, I don't know, England or something, like, ends up in America, and she, like, she goes to meet up with someone. You can tell it's been last year because I don't remember the plot, but she goes (laughs) to, like, meet up with a pen pal, and when she gets there, her pen pal has died and has, like, left her her house with all her books, and it's, like, a small town that's, like, dying because, you know, like, oh, big chain stores opened in the other town, so people have moved out. So, like, no one really reads or anything, and there's just, like, not a lot of culture left in this um, dying small town, and she gets there, and there's, like, an empty storefront, and she just, like, starts talking to the people and loaning out some of these books, and if she comes to open up, like, a little, like, used bookstore, and it's just how, like, sort of the cozy town sort of rallies around anyways it was beautiful um and it was very like stars hollow type vibes so this fall i think i'm slipping back to my old ways like pandemic has relieved a lot of stress thank you vaccinations so i very much am like i have a witchy vibe i think i have five i have five witch books on my tbr yeah are like three of them witchy contemporary romances yes obviously but uh 
they're there nonetheless. So I'm I'm contemporary romance into like mystical witch is the vibe I'm going for this fall. I think that's that's my vibe too that I'm going for. The books that that I came up with when we kind of talked about this is books that I've read in the past that I think would go well with this vibe. So Stalking Jack the Ripper by uh, Carrie Maniscalco. Ooh, is that one good? I loved it because you've got like this, you know, it takes place like back in Jack the Ripper times. You smart people, what is, you know. what is that? Yeah. Jack the Ripper times. Yeah. 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 It's cool. You know. We know. Uh, and so. <laughs> it started with a one. Yeah. It starts and with an a eight. one. And okay. I was going to say, I think it's an eight, but you know. Yeah. Um, so, me. and then we're, we're in England. Pretty sure we're in England, and it's been a while. It's been a year since I've, since I've read <laughs> all of these. Anyway, it's like you know Jack the Ripper. Like we're trying to figure out who Jack the Ripper is, and the girls in the the main characters into all this like gory stuff. Like she loves looking at like the morgue and working on like dead bodies. So there's there's all that stuff, and she's also very smart you know girls weren't supposed to be into that at that time from blood and ash i feel like that's a good one going into spooky you know like yeah it is it's very spooky yeah yeah just because you've got like the the magic and the blood and and the blood yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's by jennifer l armantrout but the okay so this and i kind of went for all romances because i figured you guys would could definitely cover like the thrillers and the the real spooky stuff. So these are all romances, but the one that probably is the most disturbing one out of all the ones that I've probably ever read. So if you if you're really into like disturbing stuff for spooky I mean, reason, who isn't? I totally <laughs> would recommend you reading Flowers in the Attic by B.C. Andrews. <laughs> and a romance, a dark romance. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> Do not put flowers in the attic and romance in the same sentence. Oh my god. Tell I me, mean, where's uh, the lie? Where is the lie? <laughs> it's like not a romantic. pivotal plot point. Oh god. That's oh, that makes wow, me feel I cannot back <laughs> flowers in the attic enough. I think <laughs> we all does. know how myself, Jane Austen, feels about B.C. Andrews, specifically Flowers in the Attic. Listen, mood readers, these two made me read this book. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so weird. You'll love it. And I didn't quite know how weird it was going to. In our defense, we thought you knew because we thought that like Flowers in the Attic had like saturated the culture enough to the point that you'd be like, isn't that that creepy book? And I don't mean creepy like scary. I mean creepy like ew. But you, you in my in my offense, I figured you didn't know, so I was right. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. That's I, messed up, Jane. <laughs> I knew, but I didn't know how. I didn't know quite. Yeah, I, it's. I didn't know. I knew when I didn't. Yeah, yeah, we that's both a great right. way to yeah. describe it. <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah, definitely creepy. It is disturbing. You can, you can say. Perhaps there's incest, perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps. but it, perhaps. Like, it doesn't adequately describe <laughs> exactly anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't adequately describe anything. Well, I love that. I've been wondering about stalking Jack the Ripper because I've seen that come up a lot and I've debated, like, is that my type of book or not? I think so. It's, I mean, it's YA. It's, it's definitely YA. Probably, I was going to say fantasy, but it's not fantasy. It's just more like YA uh, like historical, historical fantasy. Yeah, historical yeah. romance type thing. I loved it, though. That sounds fun. I like that. Well, there, you know, there is, that reminds me of one of my favorite YAs that um, Emily introduced me to, which is I Hunt Killers. Yes, I still and have that one. The beginning of a trilogy, and it's YA, but it is like, it's oh, so it's hardcore. good. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'll reread it. I have the whole trilogy. It's so good. I, I refuse to check to that out. That one. It's good. We've I've got it still, and it's, I refuse to get rid of it, because even though at this point it's like, 10 years old maybe i don't know maybe it's older. good yeah. it's a well i'll let you i'm not gonna steal your review but i second that i support that motion i hunt killers is good steal away but yes serial killers are involved and it's it's really cool Ooh, i love that all right em 
Oh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were going to go more into I hunt. Uh, hemophiliac. That's all I got. I don't know. Okay. That was my favorite part was the friend who's a hemophiliac. And so like, I blood actually forgot about that. Oh, my yeah. favorite part is, okay, so it's about a teenager. It's a YA book about a teenager whose dad is a serial killer. Ooh. And like the mayhem that ensues, you know. And it's like all conflicted and upsetting and really fast paced and really good. Like it's a solid thriller. And it really explores like uh, the issue of like nurture versus nature and yes. like and the struggle that the teen is going through. Like, is my father a part of me through like right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm, do cool. I do I have some urges or is it all in my head? Or is it just that I know all of this stuff because yeah, he's been in my life so much. Yeah, yeah he raised crazy. me in this certain way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. It's a good one. It's a it's a classic worth checking out or an older one that's not yet a classic. It's worth checking out. Okay. So, I'm going to do my biannual plug for I'm sorry. There's a shadow. I'm pretty sure it's an X. I was looking fine. behind you to be like, Did oh you my check? God. Yes, there's nothing on your porch. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's a good thing Craig can edit this out. All right. Sorry. Oh, um, keeping that in. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's really an actual real-life murder on the yeah, podcast. That's not cool. I didn't sign <laughs> up for that. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm going to do my biannual plug for The Shining. I'm not going to go into it too much, but I just want to say that like, I read it every year, sometimes more than once. I love it. It is not the movie. And I say that, like, love the movie. It's beautiful. It's visually stunning. It was the first scary movie that I watched that scared me so bad that I stayed up 24 hours. <laughs> so I was like 13 or 14. But the movie is, like, all bleak and sad and, like, ugh. And the book, it is, like, uplifting. And it's, like, the beauty of humanity. And it warms your heart and reminds you what it's like to be alive. It's so good. I love it. I don't have that memory of The Shining, so now I'm like, <laughs> you, you have convinced me to reread it, yeah. because I, that, I read it, like, maybe in high school, so it's been 20 years, and yeah. all I can remember is how fucking scary the topiary, it's fucking scary, oh, the fuck, topiary yeah. oh, it's so was, scary. I mean, and I that is that. the takeaway that has stuck with me, not this so the warm, happy. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe I'm being a little too glowing. You have to go through a lot of bad shit to get to that point. But like, there's there's like emotional reward for the scary shit that you go through as a reader. And I love that. And as like, I think as a grown up too, like you're much more sympathetic with Jack and with, um, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Wendy? Because they're grown ups that are just like doing their best. They're just trying to figure it out. They got a five year old and like, and then yeah, there's the ghost. The mom kind of sucks in the um, in the movie. In the, movie. the mom sucks hardcore, but she does not suck in the book at all. She yeah. got done so wrong by Kubrick. So I love The Shining. My recommendation for spooky season that I am currently on book three of is uh, Discovery of Witches: The All Souls Trilogy by Deborah Harkness. Perfect for the beginning of fall because the first book takes place entirely in either New England or Oxford in England or in like somewhere picturesque and fall beautiful in France. And it's all in the fall season. And it's so it's like a discovery of witches and it's like super cool witch. Diana Bishop is like trying not to be a witch. Then she accidentally like discovers this amazing magical book at the Bodleian Library, which like, come on, that's so <laughs> atmospheric and amazing. And she's the only one that can recall that book from the reference section. Like all these creatures are hunting for the book too. So then they start to pay attention to her. But one of those otherworldly creatures is a super smoking vampire named Matthew. And like, uh, the tension and like that back and forth. All I remember from that book is uh, a scene where they're doing yoga. Oh, yeah, they do do yoga. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not perfect. That's it's not a, perfect. A, no, I remember I love that book, but I read only book one. And again, it was like 10 years ago. And now all I can remember about it was the like, yoga. doing yoga. <laughs> I've actually yeah. been thinking about uh, reading that this, this spooky season. It's a I'm good one for spooky season. I'm in I'm, more of a witchy vibe. Like, I want to read yes. more about 
witches right now. Yes. My my usual thrillers and fantasy stuff. Like I've been reading a lot of fey fantasy stuff. So Mm. I want to read about the witches. Yeah. It's a very good. I mean, it's, I want to be very clear. It's not perfect. Deborah Harkness. I'm sorry. I love you. It's not perfect. I've read better (laughs) written books, but it gives me the emotional witch support that I want every time I watch Practical Magic. You know what I mean? Like you want to know more about like the witchy life, like what their deal is. This is that book. This is that series because it goes into her whole family. She's descended from a long line of witches, Massachusetts. And like, I think, well, New England, they all run together. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) You're all the same. It's fine. And uh, but it's all like like witch uh, lore, you know, and then there's like a lot of vampire lore in there, too, which is good because it's real scary. Yeah, and then, like, in the second book, they time travel, and then in the third book, they, like, wrap it all up, and then she, like, fucks people up with her magic. Sweet. It's oh, fun. No, you love, I love it. Nora at time travel. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Nora's gonna be a book one only gal. They they only travel to one other place in time, and it's I was like, it oh, well. no. You, as soon as you said time travel, I just started <laughs> nodding. I felt mm. it. I was like, mm. Whatever, man. <laughs> That you know what? That's the book where all the smut happens. So you're lost. Oh no! <laughs> Do we think the Witch of Blackbird Pond has held? Oh, up? I love the Witch of Blackbird Pond. I have not read it since like 1998. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think I feel like I used to read it all the time. All the time. Yeah, I've I've, I've I been think that's a book I've actually. I think that's a book <gasps> I actually read back. Oh my god! Know, before I even enjoyed reading. Do I remember anything about it now? No, but I do remember having that book and reading it. I love that book. I have. I agree. I, I don't know if it's held up. I, I could be super problematic. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I have a copy back home. I might grab it and try yeah. to reread it. But I think I think I got on this whole like witch thing because I listened to last podcast on the left's Yes, five, the Salem Witch Trials. Yes. The Salem Witch Trials while I was driving. Uh, rampant fucking hag, yeah. It was <laughs> it was so good. And I think so that's good. what I so I listened to that in August, and I think that's what fully put yeah. me in witch mode. Like I'm ready. And that's what got me yeah. thinking about Witch of Blackbird Pond. That, and now that's like, what I thought about too, because that's my frame of reference for the Salem Witch Trials is Witch of Blackbird yeah. Pond. Like, oh, it's so good. The yeah, that series is amazing. Oh, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna read it and then see if it holds up, and I hope yeah. it does because that was my entire childhood yeah. with like witches, and all I remember is like how romantic these oh, women so romantic. Who got hung <laughs> falsely. <laughs> kind of a bummer, you know. Not really a surprise that I was that into VC Andrews once I said that sentence out loud. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's all making sense now. Every time we do this podcast, a little more of ourselves is revealed. <laughs> <laughs> thank God we have aliases. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for your vibes. I now have too many books to read this fall. And yeah. so I will probably read none of them that I've yeah, perfect. Perfect. not going to read any of them. Yeah. Not um, even Flowers in the Attic. I'm not going to read that one. Well, I just so recently reread that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's an every two to three year. You reread for me. I'm not even lying. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so we have a couple of book reviews, and I'm super excited because we have a mood wheel pick to talk mm-hmm. about coming up later. But uh, let's start with our reviews. So, Emily, we're going to move to you first. What have you been reading? Tell us all about it. Okay, um, you guys should be extremely proud of me because we took a really long break recording and I didn't read anything new and I didn't finish anything. And then in one day, I read Behind Closed Doors yes. by B.A. Paris. Yeah. Yeah, such a good recommendation from Nora and from Jane. Like, So I read this in literally one day. I like to point out, I am an ebook reader on my phone. So, like, anytime somebody really boring is talking to me, I'm just reading. Like, I'm just fully ignoring you and I'm reading. So, I was able to get through it really quickly, but it's also, like, a crazy page turner. So, okay. So, this book is about this lady named Grace. And it's all in England. It's modern. Uh, It is a modern thriller. So, just to, like, set the scene. And Grace is married to Jack. And Jack is a fancy pants lawyer for domestically abused women. 
So like, oh, it's so nice of him. Yeah, and such, they're super, such a great guy. Such a great guy. And he's super handsome. They're super wealthy. Their house is fancy. They throw these fabulous dinner parties. She makes souffle and beef wellington, which is very hard to do. Yes, we should point out that Emily sometimes makes this on request at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I didn't really enjoy it that much. It was, you know, it was fine. But uh-huh. your husband liked it, right? Right. This, okay, now I don't like this equation because they're making, <laughs> Grace <laughs> makes this for her husband, Jack, and I made it for my, he lets me, unlike Grace's husband, have a cell phone, right? <laughs> so, okay, I just yes. want to also point out, I have not read this book. So. Oh, I thought you did. Okay, no. so it was just a Nora recommendation. So, okay, yeah, so mistake. I didn't know that reference, but now oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> as we're as we're following Grace about her day, um, and she goes lunch with some of her girlfriends, girl acquaintances, and we realize that her husband is coming with her, and that she doesn't have a cell phone, and she doesn't have keys, and she doesn't even have a pen or a piece of paper in her purse. And actually, her purse is completely empty, and she doesn't even have money or a wallet or ID. Some red flags are popping the fuck up, and they should. as they <laughs> should. And there's actually this really great moment. It made me think of you guys. She's had lunch with her acquaintance, and her acquaintance is like, something's weird. Like, you can tell, you can see all the red flags. So Grace is being held prisoner by her crazy husband, who uh, tricked her into marrying him. They had a whirlwind romance of, like, three months, six months, I don't remember. And then they got married, and, like, you know, right before the wedding ceremony, he to agree to sign over all of her money to him. Oh, and God sells all of her stuff and then they put it in the joint bank account and then he convinces her parents finally move to New Zealand just like they always wanted to do it's completely isolated but the kicker for Grace is that she has loved teenage sister Millie who has down syndrome so Millie is her life um she is at a fancy pants school which is taking good care of her but when she turns 18 she's going to leave that school and she's going to move in with Grace so when Grace marries Jack, she's like, this is so great. As it turns out, Jack is crazy. He's a crazy maniac, torture dude. And he's keeping Grace prisoner. And he used the threat to arm Tilly to manipulate her. And Grace being his wife, you know, the perfect wife who cooks beef wellington and blah, blah, blah. She makes Jack look more normal. Because as he says, a man of his age, a straight man of his age should have a wife. So, like, why doesn't he? It makes him look a little weird. Nobody knows that he has a secret torture chamber in his basement. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Oh, I hate it. It's so stressful. It's very tense. Uh, Essentially, it is a lifetime movie on paper. It really is. (laughs) Like, help, I I married my internet walker. Or, like, you know help my I, my my husband is my stepson or something yeah. crazy like that <laughs> like, it's just, it's like that so she, she married a stranger and then it turns out that he's a crazy torture dude and so her whole mission in life is escape jack and save millie it's really tense because he thinks of everything she doesn't even have a pen to write something down which really got to me <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's like how do you live like that yeah i'm stressed out just listening to this but Grace is eventually clever, and so is Millie. Um, and so it's very fun to see how they work together in their limited contacts where they can't even really communicate for real because Jack is always there. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, I hate How it. are they going to get out of this, and how are they going to get with him? And if they do get out of it, is he going to come after them? Like, he's this yeah. wealthy, powerful lawyer. So, yeah, it was a page turner all the way to the end. It was a good read. So, so it yeah. sounds like uh, we're recommending this one. I, w- I would recommend this one. Um, this one gave me like that, like page turning thrill. I was in a definite reading slump. I was very bored with reading. It was a bummer. And then I read this one and I had that like, you know, that high of like, yeah. oh my God, that was so awesome. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I would recommend this. If you yeah. like Lifetime movies, you should read Behind Closed Doors. It's not love a lifetime movie. Right. And it's that one is it's easy to read. It's easy to comprehend what's going on. And the whole time you're like, holy shit, how are they going to get out of this situation? Yeah. Like, and so you it it just like keeps you guessing and entertained because you you're rooting for them and you want them to get out of it. And you're like, I don't see how you could possibly survive this. 
Yeah. And the whole time you're like, how would I, what would I do? And then like, you'd think, well, I would do this. And then Grace does it. And then Jack is two steps ahead. And then you're just like, well, shit, what are we going to yeah. do? So yeah, it's crazy. It's a survivalist tale, mm-hmm. which is always fun. I just feel like for all of the listeners out there, whirlwind romances don't exist. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> don't they do it. Always, they always end up either in like divorce and like, if so, sign the prenup and get your cut mm-hmm. or like this situation, this situation where you are trapped in, you have been so subtly cut trapped. off mm-hmm. from and isolated from everything, you know, including your family, including your family. Behind closed doors. Yes. Behind closed doors. B.A. Paris. B.A. Paris. All right. (laughs) Adding that to the list of books to distract me from the books I planned on reading. (laughs) There you go. I get like that with thrillers because I'm like, oh, they're such a fast (gasps) read. But then I read like six of them in a row and then I've read nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm excited about that one. I did it. I did a real one. I'm so proud. <laughs> that one did not involve Crescent City at right. all. Well, no, <laughs> Crescent City was harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go next uh, since we're saving our special one for last. So the book I'm reviewing for you guys is A Bunny, also a thriller by Mona mm. Awad. I am pretty sure that's how you say her last name, but I'm going to say Awad, and I just think that's wrong. So sorry, Mona. Mona Awad. <laughs> okay, so this book um, was a mind fuck in the best way. This student, she is a student, and she goes to grad school. She's getting her master's in, like, fine arts in writing. So she's in this, like, prestigious writing program, and it's her and these four other girls who call themselves the Bunnies, like the Heathers. Like, they refer to each other as Bunny, and they're always, like, together, and they share these, like, group hugs that are really long and intense and, like, weird. And they're they're in, like, a a writing I'm already out, for the record. (laughs) No! Come back in, because it's worth it. Uh, So, they're, like, and she's, like, what the fuck? This is weird. And she has only, like, one other friend, and her friend is, like, that's fucking weird. What's going on? Um, But she's in, like, this, like, writing workshop in the semester, so the five of them have to meet. And when the book starts out, um, one year is down and they're sort of like starting at fall semester from their second year. So fall, great read for fall. They're at like a party before school starts and she and her friend are like snorting about them on the sidelines as we all do about like as you do. dumb girls who call each other bunny and hug each other <laughs> too long. As we're uh, doing at this moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're like drinking and smoking and they like snort and the bunnies look up. And they make eye contact with our heroine or our point of view, Samantha, and they, like, invite her to be one of them. And what is she going to do? Like, she's in this, like, prestigious program. It's just the five of them. It's the first, like, all-female class of these writing students. This is what she's spending her time doing. She worked so hard to make it into grad school. So they invite her over one evening to one of their houses, which is in, like, the rich part of town, and she goes, and they, like, pull her in. It's so visceral, but they, like, pull her in, they sit her down, they give her a drink, and then they're having what they call the smut salon. So they, like, get up in front of each other while calling each other bunny, and they, like, read out these pieces of, like, erotic literature and in the smut salon and it's so weird it's so weird it's not like painted over to a normal thing and I, I need you guys to know that it's weird samantha's like this is fucking weird and she doesn't know what's going on but like she keeps drinking and like doesn't know how she gets Same home girl. that night yeah <laughs> right At, like, you would have to drink more and more and so then sort of one thing leads to another and she's like it she's a part of them she's a bunny she's a part mm-hmm. of the bunnies um she doesn't see her friend any longer she sort of like doesn't really talk much to like her one only other friend his name's Jonah he's a poet and eventually her first friend like comes back Ava and she's like 
she Samantha runs into Ava and Ava's like I've been looking for you and tries to bring her back into normal life and <laughs> so the the book explores this and it's so hard to describe with no spoilers but when I tell you that I think the last sentence made me gasp out loud because <gasps> you literally that. don't know what's going on uh. um, so Referenced but never explained is they're always talking about, they don't say where the town is that the school is in, but they talk about, like, the violence that's escalating, and then they talk about the decapitations. Whoa! But you, you sort of never get back to the decapitations. Like, there's no explanation, there's no sort of description of the violence, and... Yeah, the last, like, two sentences, I just, it immediately changed the entire concept for me of what the whole book was from the beginning. So, like, are the bunnies decapitating people? I don't want to know. No spoilers. I mean, I, I assume. Like, I just I, put I it, can't tell you. I just put it on hold. No. <laughs> it, it's so worth it to say like that. It was... It was an absolutely quick read. I 100% recommend it because I need you guys to read it so we can discuss what you think. Should we? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Because I... I want to read it, like, right now. I just had this discussion because the concept is, like, the Heathers, and I'm already, like, I'm in because anything Winona Ryder Walden I'm a part of. So... It's like the Heathers, but they're the bunnies. They have Nick, she, and she fluctuates between calling them the nickname she's made up for them or bunny or their real names. So we have mm. like a really um, unreliable narrative happening within the book. And I recently had two other friends here read this and we went to dinner and we talked about it. And my theory of what the whole concept of the book was was something that neither of them had thought of. So, like, Ooh. yeah. So it, ambiguity. Is, it is so good. It's very quick. It's very good. And you reach the end and you're like, what the fuck did I just read? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. We could do a spoilers thing for that. Yeah, I, I would love to because it was a wild ride. I'm, I'm personally offended that it's the ebook is $13. So... You um, should be. I borrowed this offended. from a friend. So I'm this is free. Personally offended. Yeah. Uh, you should check out your local library and ask them why they don't have this available yeah. to you immediately. And if they don't have it, you should request it because sometimes they will order stuff. But yeah, I would highly recommend it. It is a thriller. It's a mindfuck. And I would love to talk to you guys about it. So please, 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 you guys, anyone out there listening, read Bunny. Let's discuss this because, whoa, uh, what, what just happened? Next spoiler episode featuring Bunny. Oh my god. Well, our local library is going to have to order it. Period. As <laughs> the to. as the youngins say. Yeah. <laughs> period. period. All so right. young and cool. Sorry. <laughs> uh no, we're not. <laughs> we're so cringe. <laughs> cringe. Cringe, but I'm leaning into it. Okay, well, I'm really excited about Bunny. Yeah, me too. Thank you. I hope I sold it because I I literally can't say anything else without just, yeah. No, I need. But I would love to say more things once everyone's read it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm considering like going off of my book buying ban and buying it when I go get my husband's birthday present. I don't want to wait. Sometimes when I get stuff from my library, sometimes when I request them buying it, it takes a while to get it back. I don't know if I want to wait a couple weeks. Yeah, it's worth the read. All right. Speaking of spoiler episodes, uh, if you have Mm -hmm. not read Mexican Gothic, I would advise you to stop now because we're going into this and there's no way we decided that we could talk about it without spoilers. Because we have all three read it. Um, I read it two years ago. So there's... uh, I'm not going to be detail-oriented is what I'm saying. But (laughs) I have opinions. I've been waiting for people to talk to about it. Um, I'm especially invested in Nora's opinion. Because I wasn't sure that she was going to love it when I recommend it. So um, stop now. Because we're about to review uh, Mexican Gothic. 
And Nora, please take it away for us. Okay, so Mexican Gothic has been on my TBR for a while. And it was recommended to me by one of my uh, best friends. Emily and Jane chose it for my mood wheel. What was it like? It landed on like thriller or mystery or something. Mm -hmm. And so they chose that for me. Okay, it's called Mexican Gothic. It's by Silvia Moreno Garcia. It's set in 1950s Mexico. Noemi is our main character, and she is a young woman. She gets summoned to a small mountain town to check up on her ailing cousin, who has recently been married off to a handsome and mysterious Englishman. So, we only know what could happen there. So, why I wanted to read it is because it just, I loved Rebecca, and I just felt like going into it, I was, it was giving me Rebecca vibes. It's very atmospheric, mm-hmm. and so I really enjoyed that. My favorite part is Noemi. She is, I love her character. We would be besties. We, she was just, she's kind of like an heiress type. Um, she's super sassy, but she, like, also, you know, has the best dresses, like, loves to dress, loves her hair to be pretty, loves, you know, just... I was going to say, I think I remember, like, the descriptions of the dresses, and I was like, yeah. I want every single one yes. of them. Yes. Yeah, she she is just very, like, just heiress type. She is just, mm-hmm. she's just got it. Um, but also, she's really smart, and she loves science. What's the kind of science that she's into? I can't remember. Uh, her dad did, um, like, chemicals. Her dad yes. had like a dying, like D-Y-E dye company. Right, and right. She's very into toxicology and chemicals. That's it. So she was, she's really into that stuff. And so she talks about it. So there's, she's just the kind of girl that like there's more, there's more to her than just like a pretty face. Also, she, she like takes no shit. And I loved that about her. And she was just like a sass monster and was just, <laughs> you know, telling them was. how it is. So she was my favorite part. I loved her. And so the whole time I'm reading it, and I'm like trying to figure out what the hell is going on. What is the fucking deal with these mushrooms? Because you just know something's going on with the damn mushrooms. And so we get going, and I'm, you know, I've got all these theories in my head. I've got all these theories that are like related to like thriller type things and I'm like okay this is where we're going how is it and I'm I'm getting really excited about figuring out how they have put like science into this and it's all gonna make sense and then we get to the fucking twist and I was like what the fuck am I reading what is it so I did not like the twist I for me now I I will say this. I liked the fact that I was like, what is happening? I literally stopped reading the book and out loud said, what am I reading? I love that. I love to be surprised, but I didn't like where it went with that. I wanted it to go the other way because that's more of like my speed of what I like when I'm reading a mystery or thriller type. So, and I can't, I need somebody else Emily, you might need to talk about this next part because you just read the book. It's been two weeks for me. And so we know that like two, three weeks, I can't remember anything. I just remembered how I felt about it. So refresh me on what exactly happened towards the end. Okay. All right. So I'll try to keep it quick and dirty. So Noemi's cousin Catalina has married the heir of a failed silver mine. In a region of Mexico that's, like, beautiful and cold and mountainous, like, really cool. And so this is an aristocratic family. Um, They don't have any money anymore, but they have a house, and it's full of rusty silver. And they're fucking sketch. They're sketch Mm -hmm. as fuck. So Noemi shows up, and she's like, I have to figure this out because I'm pretty sure he has bad news. And Catalina is, like, sick and weird and not being herself. And, like, that's her cousin. in her room all day. Yeah, the cousin that Noemi has come to check on, who married the mysterious heir to the failed silver mine. And there's like damp everywhere. And and they don't talk at dinner. They don't talk at dinner. And <laughs> Noemi is like, why? Um, and they're all sassy and mean to her, even though she guessed. And her dad is really wealthy. It's very weird. It's very... And they, I should point out, are all British. Or mm. British descendants. Yeah, we can't they speak Spanish. Not, yeah, they don't even try to speak Spanish. Nope. In Mexico. Mm-hmm. They are completely isolated, speaking English. You are in Mexico, but okay. 
Um, would, and so, would like a cup of coffee. Would love a cup of coffee, but <laughs> right. okay, sure, whatever. I <laughs> uh, guess that's too hard for you. So the twist, I guess, is that um, so the house is all creepy and weird. Noemi is having very atmospheric dreams. There's a lot of mushrooms. Everything is damp. The mushroom thing, I can't emphasize enough, just fucking hammered into your head the entire yeah. time. There's a bunch of mushrooms. Like, I'm never going to be able to look at mushrooms the same way again. The twist no. is <laughs> that the patriarch of this family, of this fancy silver family, that came and, like, opened the silver mine and exploited the local uh, population for labor has figured out how to tap into and control this fungus that somehow can prolong life <laughs> if you fucking feed it human sacrifices. Yeah. Like babies. <laughs> you know, you just feed the mushrooms some babies and it gets very strong and powerful. And it's kind of presented as like a biological, but like this is the part where we have to accept and admit that Mexican Gothic is a fantasy. Yeah. It is not, uh, it's not a thriller. It's not sci-fi. Because the mushroom spores that are everywhere all throughout the house, because you can't see spores, which is why mushrooms freak me out. <laughs> Especially <laughs> now. There's you can't so many see them, they're everywhere. So mushrooms in my backyard right I know. Now. Don't <laughs> kick them. Don't step on them because they're going to release the spores and they get everywhere. You're going to breathe them in. So that's what's happened to Noemi. She's in the spores of these mushrooms. And then that's when she finds out that the fungus, the mushroom family, is sentient. And mm -hmm. it can control your thoughts. And it can fuck you up. And it's, it has feelings. And it wants, and it wants Noemi to win and continue the bloodline of the, I forgot their last name, the family. The and creepy the family. And the patriarch is yeah. so freaking old and, and horrible and horrible and has gross scabs that ooze oh, and yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just cannot I cannot. So the patriarch <laughs> has been using this crazy sentient fungus. He's been sacrificing a bunch of babies and then he uses the sentient fungus for his consciousness from his old decaying body into the body of one of his grandchildren every 30, 40 years. So that grandchild just kind of disappears. And then their body is just a vessel for, is it Howard? Was his name Howard? Yeah, Howard. Howard. <laughs> How Old dude Howard. Howard old, Doyle. Old man Howard. Yeah. Old man Howard goes from old yucky body to hot body every eh, 30 years. Um, and he uses the power of the usher that's everywhere. So, so essentially, it's kind of interesting because it's like a, the entire house is like a colony. Yeah, yes. right. It's like a whole colony. So every time Noemi tries to get Catalina out of there, she's like, "Fuck this! I'm going home. Like I have a life to leave." It. She gets extremely sick and weak because the mushroom colony has like colonized her body, basically. Yes, I was gonna Is say. I remember. I remember like a part where she was trying to like. I think just like walk away. Like, yeah, walk she just tried to run out the door, the mountain yeah. or something, and she was just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she got super weak, and it was like, why is she getting so weak? And, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh, well, it's because she she needs some more mushrooms or or something. She or needs like some coffee. She needs, needs some you know, coffee. Yeah, I'm like, coffee, though. we're going to figure it out, and it's going to be logical and, like, factual. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, we're going to figure this out. It's because she she doesn't need to have any more mushrooms, or she does, or something. And it's just because... The mushrooms are fucking alive, and old daddy Howard is controlling everything. With his mushroom mind. With his mushroom mind and his gross oozing yeah. sores. And then yeah. there's his fucking first wife in, like, the crypt or something. It's kind of awesome, though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of cool. But um, Remind me of that. It's been okay, two so, years, so okay. I literally don't remember. So I loved this. This is like, I'm, I'm spoiling. This is for those of us who have all read this. Everybody who's here listening. Yeah, we, we, you guys we, have yeah, all read it. Listening. Right. We're, yeah. Okay. So I kind of liked this because at the end, I read like the author. She pointed out that this is how really big mushroom colonies work. There is a mother mushroom. Oh. There's a stalk. Yeah. There's a stalk. So you have the big stalk at the bottom. And then that's where everything else kind of like goes crazy. So in the basement of this fancy house, mm -hmm. the uh, skeleton 
of his first wife. It has a mushroom stalk growing up through oh, her, that's her mouth. Right, very uh, mother and psycho. Up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, so, oh, it was very scary. And like, and all the mushrooms up through her pelvis, basically, so like her womb, and then coming out her mouth, and that is the source and the 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 base of the power of the entire house and the Doyle family. Horrific. And it's fucked up. Yeah, it's horrific. horrific. Yeah. yeah, it's a fantasy, man. Ugh. Yeah, it. I remember reading it, and I was I was so in it because it. I think I was the one that was like, it's got Rebecca vibes because yeah. it did for me. And I, I too was like, what's going on with the house? What's going on with this creepy ass British family? It's the 1950s, so I'm also like, my headspace is very like Agatha Christie. Like, what's oh, happening? Yeah. English, like, don't trust any of them. Mm-mm. No cousins. Like, none of that. And I remember when I realized that the twist was that it was the mushrooms that it it pulled me so far out of the story because it like it literally just takes a turn that I wasn't prepared for, you know, like I was in my real life sort of thriller. Yeah, like we were a detective. Yeah, detective. I was in a regular world thriller book and it wasn't until the twist with the mushrooms that I realized like you said it's a fantasy book but I hadn't been reading it as a fantasy so I got Mm -hmm. really pulled out of the story then and I loved it I loved the writing I was vested but it like it I I just got completely pulled out me too I think and that's why I didn't like it and I kind of stopped paying attention to like the details like I don't remember the stalk with the mushroom thing but I love that she explained that that you read you read the po- yeah. I didn't read it when I was done I was like I'm bye I- <laughs> well you but know I, that's I the love that she's thinking it's one thing yeah and then she's like pulls the rug out and it's this completely other concept total free fall yeah all the way down there's when, no redeeming know, it yeah. it was really effective as it was. a game. Like I did not guess it whatsoever. No, because I didn't know what I was reading. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean it. We were all in the in the mind space of like hallucinogenic mushrooms. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, like things that make sense, and it or makes sense that the yeah, like, being poisoned through these mushrooms. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and breathing breathing the stuff in like. Mm-hmm. We were like, we all, all have that makes sense. allergies. I, yeah. Yeah. I understand it. Yeah. yeah. All, all of it made sense. And then all Howard. Yeah. Howard really ruined everything. He ruined yeah. everything for me. Just like his, his wounds. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that was it. real gross. That I can't get gross. it out of my head. I yeah, cannot really get, good. get the scene where he like kisses her or something. Oh yeah. Oh god. Like mushroom liquid. It. It's yes. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's a lot. Uh, so so I want to say just to be like contrary. I didn't have a problem with the twist. I thought it was a little hokey, but I love fantasy. And honestly, what I appreciated is that it kept her. It seems like an impossible situation to escape. So the stakes were super high. And it wasn't like, okay, just fucking hit him on the head and go. Can't do that. It's way mm. more complicated than that. And it's sort of, sort of like the, the, the mushroom house is always six steps ahead of you. And you have yeah. to have like all your courage and all grit and all your wits about you. But you're also like really breathing in fucking spores for three weeks and it's like you're like behind closed doors yeah. and the mushroom house is yeah. the husband yeah and it's like how is she gonna get out of this because yeah. every time you think oh well i would just do this she thinks that too and the house is already ahead of her mm-hmm. so like i liked that i liked that it was yeah. very you know i i sort of thought it was gonna end a good gothic with you know a main character death so <laughs> i was like this is not gonna go well i mean it did so you yeah, I, I think another thing at the end, I was a little disappointed with the very, very end. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, I, I wanted it to continue. But also I was like, how much therapy is Noemi oh, and Catalina going to be in? like, it was like as if they woke up in like the doctor's room or whatever. And yeah. I was like, <sighs> I'm okay. And I yeah. was like, no, girl, you ain't. You're never going to be okay <laughs> you're again. Never, you're never going to be okay again. You're never going to be okay again. <laughs> but that's boring. We don't want to read about yeah. that. 
Also, can you even go to therapy for that? Because the no therapist is going to be like, oh, yes, you were controlled by mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) A a mushroom hive man with the the queen. It was was the 1950s. There was no therapy. There was no therapy. (laughs) Right, right. I just thought of that, too. (laughs) She's going to put on her really beautiful dress and, like, go to a jazz club. And she's actually correct everything's fine she's everything's fine. fine she's got it she's got a new dress she's really rich but i totally agree with you nora she was a sass queen and what what's great is that like fucking gave it every bit as good as she got and then some it was yeah. great i loved it another another thing that i wondered about is okay so mood readers she takes if i mean hopefully all of you have read this book so she takes one of, by now yeah yeah one of the family one members. Of us now. Yeah. She takes one of the family members with her. They started having kind of this, these feelings for each other and romantic stuff. But then, like, yeah. let's be honest, it's a trauma bond. Yeah. It's yeah. a trauma. It is yeah. definitely a trauma bond. Yeah. But, like, I want to know, like, I, I just have so many questions. I need to know if he is going to forever have the mushroom crap in him and if they were to like get married and make babies is that gonna pass on like i i have so many questions if this was a horror movie that's how we would get to the second movie like that's yeah. how we would be there i mean and yeah. i would read it because i have you know if she were yeah. like Mex- let's make a mexican gothic too i would read it because yes. now i know what to expect and I can pick like what mood I'm in. I think it was I was not in the mood to read a fantasy. I was in the mood for my thriller, like let's stay in the real real life lane. And but if she wrote a say, I just have all these questions. I need yeah. to know. And I have to say, like, it pulled me out of the book because it didn't go where I thought it was going, but I still gave it four stars because I thought the writing was so good. I yeah. enjoyed it. I've since read um, another book of hers that I gave five stars. Like, I want to read. I want to read some more of her. Yeah, books. Uh, it was the God of Jade and Shadow. Yes, that's Ooh. that's what I want to read. It was so Great good. Title. Yeah, also pretty gothicy, but like. You know what you're in for from the very beginning. So, yeah. like, you're with the god of the underworld. So, you yeah. know in the beginning what, what's happening. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I'm interested, because it's been two years, I'm interested in reading it again, knowing what I know, and seeing, like, if my enjoyment is at a better. And it's not that I didn't enjoy I just, I wasn't prepared. And mm-hmm. it just, it threw I just me. wasn't prepared. Me too. <laughs> It, it really threw me and I was, you know, cause I just was in Rebecca mode. That's, I was just trying I to even love the out. whole like moldy house. I was yeah. in there for the house. Like I yeah. love like an old Great moldy atmosphere. British manor. Yeah. The atmosphere yeah. in the book is so good. Yeah, but, I was, good. but I just, I think also like, I don't know, I'm looking in my backyard and I'm like, mushrooms turn scary. <laughs> fucking scary, man. <laughs> yeah and as somebody who lives in a very damp climate like yeah i also do i just feel like we have to point out that it was incredible like visual of the sort of colonizing or i i I guess it's like post colony time in mexico by the time the doyles get there but it's still a british influence coming in to exploit the local yes. mexican population and resources so the doyle mines kills like the whole town because of the fours it's yeah. horrible so it's very like a visual representation of that like colonizing european fucked up shit and and it shows like the doyles are bad they use people and throw them away and that's what? exactly what the house does I remember it being very effective how when it the book opens and she's in her hometown, like you really got the feel of being in Mexico. And the yeah. moment she goes yes. up on this mountain, yeah. like you're suddenly in England. Like it was hard for me to sort of remember that we were in Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, because yeah, of how stuck to their ways the English colonizers post yeah yeah i agree i thought that was really effective too like really the contrasting yeah and like how toxic they were just like that whole attitude of like well we're here so this is england like so literally toxic like did not speak a word of spanish didn't even try didn't even yeah didn't even try so crazy there really no coffee now i'm upset Uh, that's what i'm hyper focused (laughs) well (laughs) it was 
Yeah, at, they were at poisoning some point her she tea. goes. Yeah, they were poisoning her tea, and at some point she goes somewhere in the village and has like a cup of coffee, and she's yeah. like, "Thank you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. That's me when I'm stuck with tea people. I'm like, okay, but what are our coffee yeah. options? <laughs> I, I literally don't know how to talk to people who don't do caffeine. I'm sorry, listener. I don't. I don't know how to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, it has caffeine in it. Tea, yeah. No, tea I know. Caffeine. I know. But I'm I'm saying that there are people who are like, I don't do caffeine. And I'm like, oh. I, I'm pretty sure you're a mushroom concealed as a human. <laughs> I recently watched a TikTok that was like, here are things that I think people say just to get attention. And the first one was like people that don't do caffeine. <laughs> You're a mushroom. <laughs> and it's always the ones that like talk about it. They're like, oh, I don't do caffeine. I don't do yeah. caffeine. Yeah. So like in the book, the scary mom, you know, who's like in on it. She's like, yeah, you can't smear because it upsets the house. And oh, you're yeah. like, hey, I thought I remembered that weird. she was like a smoker and there was a thing. With yeah. Like, yeah. She couldn't smoke her cigarettes. Yeah. So it was like yeah. that with coffee, too. Yes. They put the mushroom juice in. The- so she's just drinking mushroom juice. And the and the oh, wine, God. the sickly sweet and wine. gross wine. Yeah, Ugh. oh mushroom wine. <laughs> and there's mold all over the books. It was so, but like also the moldy so books good. really bother yeah. me. It I was so, no, but like atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, it was like yes, in it. my head. Yes. I I liked it. I like weird fantasy. No, I I, I also liked it. I just yeah. In the well, moment, I, yeah. yeah. In the moment, yeah, it's in like, the moment. I think. I mean, I would. I would. I still can't decide if I would recommend it. Yeah. I, I think I, ultimately I, yeah. I would. Ultimately, I would just be like, you never know what you might get with this one. That's. I guess that's what yeah. I would say. You never yeah. know what you might get. I think that's really fair, and I think one of the reasons that I'm going to say I liked it is because at this point I knew Mexican Gothic equals wild, crazy twists. That like I knew that going in. True. So. Yeah, you know, if you're cool and with I, that. I think I got it, like, when it was released. Like, I think okay. I pre-ordered yeah, it. So I was mm. just like, what is this? Not not prepared. But then <laughs> I was prepared to be like, ooh, you should read it so we can talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh, man. But mostly because no one else that I know has read it. Like, I just can't keep these things inside when I need to talk about that twist. Yeah. Uh, Like the lady giving birth in a cave and then they mummify her. Oh, yeah. feed it to the mushroom. Oh, that was so bad. It was also bad. I also think it's a really good example of, like, how when different things scare different people and so like i just read another book that i was like really into and then the twist at the end is something that is not scary to me so it was like really cool and atmospheric and i was like giving me shivers and then i got to the twist and i was like oh that's not as scary as i as the whole rest of the book leading up to it so i think it's also just sort of a personal matter of uh mushrooms don't do it for me but i can totally (laughs) see why they would do it for other people but mushrooms should scare you. The other ninety percent, you know, what scares me are in your backyard, cousiny British people. Those people yes. scare me. Oh, they forgot about. Definitely scary. We you. forgot about the incest part. We didn't we even didn't talk about the incest. It. We didn't talk about the incest. Oh, I just threw that out because all the British people marry their cousins. So remind me of the incest. Oh, so much incest. There's incest because you have to, like. So this family yeah. has the special powers of the mushroom. Yeah. Only, only the highest specimen. Remember the oh the, what is that oh, science that the eugenics? The, yes, eugenics. The guy is super into that. Yeah, shocker. They only, they only yeah. brought like Catalina in to sort of like amp up the blood, right? Oh so, yeah. So old dude so Howard, Mister Eugenics Howard, has been keeping the bloodline pure by forcing grandchildren to marry each other, which is fucked up. And then he reads some new paper and then like start dying and like people have infertility or whatever. Yes. Because they're like double, triple cousins. And then he's like, okay, well, like diversify your bloodline to, you know, avoid genetic abnormalities. So we brought in Catalina to, you know, beef up our blood. And then they just, then Noemi comes to check on Catalina. Yeah, because they they decided that Catalina was too weak. Like her Mm -hmm. mind was too weak and a part of... Noemi's sass and just being like, okay, and that she could handle all the the mushroom spores. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it's fine. 
Because she's strong. And there's she's a lot so of really gross racist talk. Like you yeah, there is. About like her coloring versus yeah. like, her strength or perceived whatever. <sighs> I mean, I it's, been, it's not surprising. Oh, no, I found all of that highly believable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The fantasy is literally the mushrooms. All the yes, rest of it. The rest is, of it's all real. It all. She does such a good job of like explaining it. Like mm-hmm. everything is starting to like. Okay. Well, this this is the eugenics is a factor. Also, this is a factor. And then it's like, oh, that's a factor because we've got this mushroom family shit Crazy happening. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? It's true, though, because he wants to keep the bloodline pure so that the mushrooms can, you know, grow, thrive in their blood or whatever. Yeah. It's so gross. It was, like, great, but also my my biggest fear, like, mushrooms don't scare me either, but my biggest fear was his, that that kiss moment. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, the kiss and the, um, just the, they kept talking about the leaking sores on his body, and I just couldn't handle that. That was really nasty. (laughs) I just think that's really fair that you couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> hey, I, I think it's time for us to spin the wheel for Emily. I'm First so of excited. All, I decide when it's time. Second of oh, all, sorry. Okay. I was, no, I was just trying to like figure out how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Leo nature, I was like, all right, I said it's time. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to point out that I have completely a thousand percent neglected my TBR worksheet. Yeah. So please just choose something for me from your I was, stars. I was just looking at it and I was like, yeah, wow. I sort of forgot about it. I have so much to choose from. I mean, I care about, I care about this project very much. I just sort of forgot about the worksheet. The so. homework. Don't the tell homework. me to, to choose something from, from mine. You never know hey. what you might get. That's uh, my problem is finding things that are new. So you can read old stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, new to me. All right. Excellent. So spinning the mood wheel. Okay. Should I be able to see this? No. No. Okay. It has landed appropriately on horror. Yes. She has nothing. She has nothing. You choose something from your horror. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I have nothing on my horror. <laughs> either. All right. Oh, uh, I need to find some horror. Okay. Well, can Jane, I, Jane has on, two. I, wait, but I, I've got it. I don't know if it's like, it, it was horror sci-fi for me. And okay. I'm going to decree per the mood wheel that you read it. But uh, I've decided on behalf of all of us here at Mood Readers um, <laughs> that you're going to read Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. Oh, yeah. Space one. That was the space one <gasps> that I read, and it gave me very much Event Horizon vibe. <gasps> it's definitely a horror movie. Um, I love Event Horizon. And it was it was a modern one that I really couldn't read it. I, like, I could read, but only, like, 40 to 50 pages because I knew if I read too much I was then going to dream about space and space mm-hmm. is one of the few things that really terrifies me. It's well, so I'm scared. open and blank and um, But there's eternal. not mushrooms. You're not going to be that scared. It's not mushrooms. I no, am, you, you guys don't understand. I'm scared of everything. <laughs> Ooh, yes. That's it. You're reading it. I don't know if okay. your local library has it but I'm sure you can. We'll find out. Get I'm it sure on we can book. adjust that. What is and it called again? It is called Dead Silence. Dead oh okay. Check out. Uh, I'm scared. I'm going to dream of space. I like it. Yeah, this first thing says Titanic meets The Shining in this science fiction. Oh. Do you like The Shining? But you okay. don't like Titanic? I, I mean. But you imply when you say things like well, that. Well, okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Titanic is fine. Yeah, first of all, in general, the movie, but second of all, like the whole concept of the Titanic. Oh, and sure, then, the like, concept. Yeah. yeah, like freezing yeah. to death in the ocean and everything. Love it. Love it. Big yeah, fan. That, that's yeah. that's what we're going for. Not necessarily the Leo the love story. Oh, okay, I was yeah. like, that's a weird twist, but okay. No, no, no. We're not. We're not king of the world. Titanic. <laughs> we're like I was Rio. about to ask. I was about to ask if we were like, is this like a love, a space love story, king of the world moment? No. I'm no. king of the oh, galaxy. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, definitely not. In fact, <laughs> it is a story for introverts. Because our main character uh, continues to take deep space missions because she just she doesn't Loves like people. being alone. Can't. Yeah. She just can't hack it. Okay, cool. All right. I'll, I'll read that. Because yeah. I like horror. Yay. So. I think you're going to like it. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. This is great. I got to get away from Stephen King for a while. This will be a good, uh, yeah, and then him and read The Shining and then be like, Titanic meets The Shining, please. Please. <laughs> there was no heartwarming <laughs> emotional payoff at the end. Yeah, there's no emotional payoff here. What are we doing? There's no redemption <laughs> for the human race. What is, what's the point? I feel like I'm building Stephen King up too much, but you know what? It's fine. He's doing just fine. So Yeah, he really is. Jane, Emily, and Nora would like to thank Benji for the theme music. Follow at Mood Readers Podcast on Instagram and let us know if you've read any of the books we covered. We'll talk to you again at the next book club.